Thank you for joining us today. We hope God speaks to you. We hope dreams come alive and faith is ignited so you can impact the world and those around you for God's kingdom. Enjoy the message. City Place family watching all across the world, welcome to City Place Church today. Let me give a shout out to those of you who listen on our podcast and other audio streams. Welcome to the City Place family and those of you who are watching online and in person. City Place family, come on, can you make some noise? Everyone where you're watching from, listening from, thank you for being a part of today's service. Now here, before we jump into God's word, I need you to do me a favor because I want the word to spread about what God is doing and what God is saying here at City Place Church to your friends and your family. Do me a favor, will you like, subscribe and share today's service? Come on, will you do that right now? Come on, share, come on. Did y'all like the sound effect? Come on, do that. The reason why is because we want the word of God to spread. Never before has there been a time when the word of God can advance so quickly, thanks to technology. So welcome to today's service. Listen, we're getting ready to jump into God's word. I'm excited. This is Christmas week. Um, We've got something special planned for you this week. You don't want to miss that. Gather your family together. We want to make sure that this week's focus and every day if you're a Christ follower is all about Jesus getting the glory and getting the honor and us giving God glory for giving his son and having us on his mind. Today we're going to jump into God's word and you can find today's sermon notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. I believe that God wants to say something. God wants to do something in our life. And even during our at the movies, did you get a chance to watch the first week of at the movies? Well, guess what? That that second week is going to be available to you today. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm also just going to focus us in on what God is saying to us through his word. We've been challenging each other to believe God again and to live again. I've been watching some of your comments on Facebook and YouTube and you all are leaning in. I feel like God hasn't let me go off of believing him. God has not allowed me to go from one thing to the next thing without reminding me that Damon, in this season of life, in this season of pastoring, of this season of being a dad and a husband and, a, and, 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 and being a, a, a Christ follower, do not lose sight of the faith that's required to see me move in this season of your life. And this morning, we're gonna talk about faith, but we're gonna talk about believing. And my thought for today is believing is seeing. Can you say that? Believing is seeing. So many times we might say that seeing is believing. But all throughout God's word, we find this common theme of believing is seeing. See, all of us have, for our own context, we all have our own belief system. You have a belief system. I have a belief system. The City Place family member watching you, uh, watching along with you, has a belief system. We have a belief system. And that belief system, I wrote this down, that belief system will dictate, whether it's true or not, will dictate our life. Whether the thing we believe in is true or whether it's not, it will dictate our life. Can I tell you that your belief your beliefs 
will determine the outcome and the outlook of your life. This morning, as we jump into God's word, I'm stirring your faith because we're going to believe and we will see. Can I get an amen? Believing is seeing. I believe and I want to declare to you that you will believe and we will see. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. This is our Christmas season. Jesus is all up in what we're going to talk about today. The last few weeks we've been talking about tis the season. If you've been hanging out with us, this is your first time here. It's, it's the Christmas season, a high season of faith, but sometimes the Christmas season can also bring a high level of worry and concern and depression. Psalms chapter 20, 27, this is David speaking. In verse 13, he says, I would have lost hope unless I had believed. Everybody say believed. Come on, somebody say believed. David said, I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I would see. Everybody say see. Come on, say see. That I could see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then in verse 14, he says, wait on the Lord. Wait on him. Full expectation. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he will strengthen my heart. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he will strengthen your heart. But David said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I, I, I went and I had to dive in because if everyone has a belief system, if your beliefs and my beliefs, whether they're true or not, will determine my outlook, David said I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see believing is seeing. David said, I believe and I will see while I'm living. I looked up the word believed. Check this out, y'all. Y'all with me? If you with me, say yeah. Come on. If you with me, say yeah. Here's what it says. It says this. He says, believed. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. Believed, when you look it up in biblical dictionary, it means to foster, to establish, to trust, to verify, to confirm, and to nourish. Nourish. David said, I would have lost heart if I hadn't nourished, fostered, established, and verified that I would see the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. David said, I am going to nourish my faith. I am going to nourish what I'm expecting God to do. I am going to nourish it. I'm going to establish myself. I'm going to verify that what I'm praying for, God has promised me. David said, I would have lost heart if I hadn't established myself that I would see the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. Believing is seeing, so I'm going to believe and I'm going to see. Can you say, I will believe and I will see? David said, I have fostered, I have 
found something that needed to be cared for. And I said, I'm going to care for you. When my faith was low, I said, boy, my faith is going to be rooted in God and you're going to grow and you're going to flourish and you're going to thrive. Why? Because he said, if you wait on the Lord, you be of good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. So David just told us in verse 14, he says, listen, I would have lost heart. If I didn't allow God to strengthen my heart, if I didn't wait on the Lord, I would have lost heart. But now I just want you to know I am firmly fixed and committed. And God has confirmed to me that I will see what I believed in the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. But I had to keep going because when I looked up goodness, I realized that when David was talking about goodness, he meant good things, property, fairness, beauty, joy, the discernment and the goodness of God. David said everything that I need is found in him. But it starts with my believing, verifying, confirming, establishing, nourishing my faith in God. And one thing that I can prove to you, verse 14, that if you wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. David says, believing produces seeing, y'all. And believing, I will see. Believing is seeing. God has been stirring my heart because let me tell you, I have been preaching these message, messages every single week. And I have been preaching myself stronger in faith. Because when I look around and there's big vision for my life, big vision for my family, big vision for you, big vision for City Place. 2020 has caused things to look a little, a little different. Some of you I haven't seen since March. Some of your worlds have been changed. But there's still some time left in 2020. And I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see God show up for you and show up for me before the end of the year. Can I get an amen? Can somebody watching, can somebody listening, those of you in person, online, can we give God a level of expectation where we say, I will remain firm and fixed and convinced. I will verify your goodness. God, I will wait on you because I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. Have any of you held on because you believe, come on, that God is still at work in your life. Huh? Have, have, have any of you would say, Pastor Damon, I got a little bit, I got a little bit of faith that I'm holding on to, but I believe that I'll see the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. Everyone has a belief system. I found this verse in Ephesians chapter three. It says this, and this is where I'm going to need a little bit of your help. It says this, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, y'all, y'all see me working the table? That's my Martin walk right there. Anybody ever watch Martin? Ah, ah, Gina. Look, watch this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, watch now, that works in us. There is a power that, that triggers the faith. Whoop! 
that says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, hope, think or imagine. But here's a question that I have. What do you believe? What do you believe with a few days left to go? in 2020. What do you believe? Remember, you and I both have a belief system and that belief system will dictate the outlook of our life. What do you believe? Do you believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever hope, ask, dream, think, or imagine according to the same Jesus? that lives on the inside of you. See, as I'm preaching to you, it's Christmas, and we're at the end, and we're preaching faith, but it's hard to believe. I wrote this down. Some of you who are watching and listening right now, you've given up on faith. Some of you don't even believe anymore. You've said, I've tried that, Pastor Damon. I gave that little bit of faith, and it produced nothing in, in the movie that you're going to find today. We're doing Miracle on 34th Street. And one of the, 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 the ladies, the mom of, of little Susan, she's telling her daughter, don't believe, don't believe. Like Santa's not real in the movie, right? Don't believe. And she says, well, I had an experience once where I had faith and I had an experience where I was let down. And she said, I would dare not have my daughter believe in anything like that. Some of us have been hurt because the thing that we prayed and asked God for, we haven't seen fulfilled, or maybe it just felt like it was a no. Maybe we prayed for someone that was sick, and maybe they went to be with the Lord. And so our faith has been impacted. The question is, is what do you believe? Is he the same Jesus that when we first prayed? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to fill in this blank because my assignment today is to get us to believe today. I know, I know it sounds like I'm repeating the same message over and over again, but he that hath any of the Bible says, let him hear what God and the Spirit is saying to his church. I want you to fill in this blank. You ready? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do blank, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, hope, or think, according to the power in us. So for example, I want you to fill in that blank. Watch, here's an example. Now to him who is able to heal me exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask or think, according to the power of God that's functioning on the inside of me. To him who is able to save my child exceedingly, abundantly, above all they could ever ask or think. Are you getting where I'm going with this? I'm asking you to put, fill in the blank of what you believe or what by the end of today's sermon you will believe God can do. To him who is able to change our life exceedingly abundantly. Y'all with me? Come on, can I get an amen, somebody? Come on, fill in that blank. Come on. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. So what do you believe God can do? See, some of us, when you ask that self that question, 
he's able to do X, Y, Z. Some of us have stopped believing. Some of us have stopped. Watch now, going back to David. I would have lost hope unless I had believed. Some of us have stopped believing. Some of us have stopped nourishing and fostering our faith and causing it to grow stronger and causing my faith to rise to levels to where I am determined that nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. Like some of us haven't established ourselves or reestablished ourselves to the point to where I will not be moved. Some of us haven't verified that what he says in his word applies to me. So my question is, is have you stopped believing? Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm preaching to myself. Have you stopped establishing yourself in the faith that brought you victory, that brought you salvation? Have you stopped believing? Have you stopped verifying that Jesus does miracles? Oh, it's Christmas time. Have you stopped confirming? What God will do for somebody else, he'll do for you. Have you stopped believing? Why? Because believing is seeing. David said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of all God has while I'm living. So I want you to write these three things down. This is a belief meter. You ready? These are symptoms of unbelief. Symptoms of if my faith is gone a little south, Pastor D. You ready? Here's the first one. Unbelief produces exhaustion. Got that? A symptom of, 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 I don't know if, if, if I'm establishing myself. I don't know if I'm verifying and confirming when it comes to my believing in what God is able to do. Unbelief produces exhaustion. See, when we're no longer depending on God, are you with me? Watch now. When we're no longer depending on God, we start depending on ourselves. And when we start depending on ourselves, we wear ourselves out. I'll give you an example from my own life. By nature, I am a problem solver which means I can come into your world and you can tell me X, Y, Z. I'll step, take a step back. Uh-huh. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> oh, we can do this. Got it. Well, 2020's hit me and I don't have all the answers for some of these problems. And so do you know what I've tried to do? I've tried to tell God if we do this and we do that, we do this, we do this and do blah, 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 blah. Has anybody else felt exhausted trying to solve this equation? I have. There have been a number of weeks where it's been the Spirit of God that's allowed me to stand in front of you and deliver God's Word. Because as I'm preaching to you, many of the things that I've preached this year, God's been dealing with me behind the scenes. That's what happens a lot of times as pastors and ministers are preaching the Word of God. So many times it's not just some sort of cliche. It's God is dealing with us behind the scenes. So as I'm preaching about faith to you, God is telling me about faith in my life. So you're not alone. We get exhausted when we try to figure it out. 
You and I were never designed to solve problems that God can handle. David said, I would have lost heart. I would have given it all up. Like, seriously, I would have thrown in the towel. If I hadn't believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. David said, I spent most of my time establishing myself, verifying that everything that God said is for me. Can I tell you, over these next few days, we have to spend our time verifying that, yes, God will do for us what he said he would do. Father, you will do for us all that you said you will do. We won't let you off the hook because we believe you, Father. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? Unbelief, a symptom, it produces exhaustion. Us trying to do what only God can do. I don't know if you remember a few weeks back, we talked about favor being the thing. When God gives us favor, the favor of God does for you and for me what we can't do for ourselves. Second symptom. Well, let me, let, let, let me say this before I give you the second symptom. Watch this. We, the symptom is exhaustion. Have you ever struggled to worship a little bit more, pray a little bit more, fast a little bit more, read your word a little bit more? That is a byproduct of the exhaustion, which is the symptom of faith maybe not being established in who he is. I just had to throw that in there. Here's the second thing. Unbelief produces emptiness. Unbelief produces emptiness. You and I, we live in a physical body, but we are a spirit being. And we try to function so much in the physical. Running from here, running from there. We have a gap in time and we fill it with something else. So we run to this and we're going here and we work this many hours. Then we have this activity. Then we have this activity and we have this activity. And we're always trying to run from this place to that place. And sometimes there's that longing because it feels like something is missing. Have you felt like or maybe you feel like something's missing? Like, what? why do I feel like I have so much, but I'm empty? The reason why is because your emptiness, that void can only be filled with God. David said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then he says, wait on the Lord be of good courage, and he, watch now, will strengthen your heart. David said, I would have gone through exhaustion, which when you read David's story, he was there. I would have lived in emptiness. If you know David's story, he was there. He says, but man, if I didn't decide to root myself in who God was, I would have lost it all. Emptiness. Only God can feel that. And here's the third symptom. Enslavement. 
See, when we start to doubt God, the enemy comes in and says, see, I told you so. How? <laughs> and the minute we shift our eyes off of what God is able to do, we begin to situate ourselves in doubt. And that's where the enemy does his work. See, I told you God's not going to do that. See, let me point this out to you. You remember the time he broke his promise? Remember when he said he was going to do and he didn't? Remember the time you stepped out and believed and God didn't show up? See, I told you. Now you, you should lean my direction and just sit here and doubt because he's not going to do for you what he said he would do. And so many times the enemy will try to entrap us to thinking like God won't do. But oh, David said, no, no, no. God will do, but you and I have to root ourselves, fix ourselves, ground ourselves in who God is. These are the symptoms of wanting to see first and not believing first. No, believing is seeing. You and I will lose heart unless we believe. Uh huh. We verify, we confirm, we establish ourselves, we nourish, and we foster our faith in God. We will lose heart if we don't believe that we will see the goodness, the fullness of all that God has for my life in the land of the living. We're going to wait on God. Be of good courage and he will strengthen our heart. Can somebody say amen? And I wound, I'm winding down. I'm winding down. Are y'all right? Y'all getting anything? Come on. Give me some emojis. Like, give me the hands. Oh! Let me... Let me give you this right here. Listen to this verse. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 17. He says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say, they're trying to, the, the disciples and things like that, trying to do miracles. Jesus says this, he says, but because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from there, move from here to there, and it will move. For nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus said, if you just have a little something, I can work with it. He said, the little faith that you have, the little faith that you have will be able to take a look at what you see and say, get out the way and nothing will be impossible to you. He says, but you've got to start with the little that you have. So if you have just a little something, he says, that's what I'll work with. And that little something will produce big something. Notice Jesus didn't just say, and it will do something. He said, no, let me give you an example. Look at your faith, this mustard seed, and look at that mountain. He says, start here. If you believe at this point, then when you see that, that won't be an obstacle. He says, but you have to believe first so that you can see. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. So in that movie, when you guys go over to... Uh, the At The Movies link, which is found on, on our website, cityplacechurch.com, The Miracle on 34th. There's this powerful quote where the mom who is choosing not to believe, she has this interaction with Chris Kringle, and he says this. He says, if you can't believe, if you can't accept anything on faith, then you're doomed to live a life dominated by doubt. Did you catch that? 
He says, if you can't scratch the surface of your faith and find a place to start with your faith, he said, you will live a life full of doubt. We all have our own belief systems, y'all. Whether they're true or not, they will dictate the outlook of your life. Here's what Jesus says. Uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 24, there's a man whose child is sick. It says, immediately the father of the child cried out to Jesus with tears and said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He says, Lord, I got, I got a little bit that I'm working for, but this right here seems like I need a lot. My child being sick, this needs a lot. I got a little bit, but can you put me over the top? To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask, hope, or think. Lord God, I have this little bit of faith, but can you top it off by doing more than I can imagine? Help in those areas where my faith isn't verified, where my belief isn't rooted, where I'm not established, help. My unbelief. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So many times we say, I'll believe it when I see it. But God says, no. Why don't you start believing? And then you'll see. One final thought. Romans chapter 10. I was thinking about one of the best gifts that we could get for Christmas. The Bible says that in Luke chapter 1, that Mary has an encounter with an angel and he tells her, you're going to have a baby. And she was at first afraid, but then her final remarks was, be it unto me according to all that you said. She said, I believe that I'll see what you promised me. I believe that I'll see what you promised me. And this week, we're going to be celebrating the birth of a baby named Jesus, who the Bible says came to earth so that you and I could have a relationship with his dad, who's now ours, God the Father. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, watch this, because we talked about being firm, being rooted to verify to nourish and to establish. That's what that believed. Watch this. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth, if I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, watch now, and believe in our heart. David said, if I would have lost heart if I hadn't believed. Romans chapter 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, if you believe in your heart, that God raised his son Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Are you kidding me? So you mean to tell me that I have access to salvation 
to Jesus. You have access to salvation to Jesus just by going, I believe, I'm going to root myself, I'm going to nourish, I'm going to establish myself in my heart and with my mouth. I may not be able to see Jesus, but I'm going to believe that he died for me, that he rose again for me, and that I can have salvation through him. Oh, I, 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 I may not be able to see him because he died 2,000 years ago. He rose again 2,000 years ago. I can't see him, but if I believe him first, then I'll see him for myself. Like, this will be my own personal relationship. You will have your own personal relationship. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if you confess with your mouth, you believe. Oh, I'm planting myself right here in my heart that Jesus Christ died, he comes and be Lord of your life. This morning, I want to ask you, will you believe? Like, if you stop believing, can you believe one more time? And I, I, I know we may not have seen all of the prayers answered yet. Yet. Because we believe that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord while, while we're living, y'all. Come on today. Come on, today. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait another year. The reason why I get to do this is because I want to celebrate these moments with you. The message is one thing, but man, when you believe in Jesus, oh, that's the reason why the gospel message is preached. Yes, we get motivated. Yes, we get excited, but oh, to believe. That's the reason Today, I'm asking you, will you believe? Will you believe? Fix yourself, root yourself in a relationship with Jesus. And here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you. And I'm just, I'm just going to say a prayer. And I just want you to pray it after me. And I want your faith to go, if, even if you just got a little. Like, Lord, I, I've been hurt so many times. Like, this is all I got, but help, help put me over the top. I believe that you are able to save me exceedingly abundantly. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, we're back there. Above all I could ever ask, hope, or think, according to the Jesus that I want to be working on the inside of me. Even if you just got a little bit, we'll take it. God will take it and he'll produce so much. So are you ready? Come on, City Place family. Will you pray with me? This is Christmas week. Come on. Will you pray with me? I've been believing that God will show up like never before today. Come on, pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you were born, that you lived a life I was full of life. I believe that you died for me and you rose again for me. And today, with full faith, I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can we make some noise for those that accepted Jesus today? Come on, can we make some noise for those that accepted Jesus today? The Bible says that when one person accepts Jesus, all of heaven throws a party. 
Well done. Let me give you a quick next step. Our team wants to come around you and support you. You let us know the faith step that you took today because we want to celebrate you. Our team is ready to cheer you on in a big way. cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Fill out that virtual connect card. The other thing is, is I want everyone that's online today to be in a community. And we created a Facebook group. It's the Facebook lounge, Facebook guest lounge, the City Place Guest Lounge. I want you to hop over there because I want to be able to connect with you. Our team wants to be able to connect with you. And then as we go through the early part of the year, we're going to be jumping into 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. I want you to be a part. I want everyone to be a part because we're believing that God's going to do mighty and amazing things. And then you hear more coming up of other ways that you all can be a part. Well done. Well done. The last thing that we're going to do today is we're going to worship God with our giving. I just believe that God has called our church to be a church that lives to give. And this week, last week I talked about it, but this week you helped provide items and gift cards to a local family that was displaced due to fire. The other thing you've been doing is that you've been celebrating teachers this week. We, we did Cakes of Love and we gave out more cupcakes for Christmas. Um, and we're also working with some other local organizations to be a blessing to their life. So can we worship God today and believe God that we'll continue to make a great impact through our giving? Thank you for partnering with City Place Church every single week. Trust me, the faithfulness that you have in believing God with every aspect of your life, including your finances, God covers that and blesses that. So I'm going to pray, and I can't wait to see you this week back during one of our Christmas services this week. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that as we worship you, we honor you through our giving. God, I thank you for those that met you today. We celebrate you, and God, we declare that believing is seeing, and because we believe, we will see. We give you the glory and the honor. Thank you for an amazing Christmas week. I think that this is going to be one of the greatest harvest times that heaven has ever celebrated. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. City Place, I can't wait to see you soon. Have a great Christmas week. We'll see you during service. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www dot